1: Good morning, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. Welcome, people from throughout the world, to the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore, sitting here at Venice Beach, California, overlooking the vast Pacific Ocean and you have tuned in along with 253,789 people to the joy of living and you did so because of one reason only. The only reason that I am here, that we are broadcasting, that we are sharing with you some of the most dynamic, powerful, purposeful, positive people on the planet is for you. Y-O-U-E-W-E. It's only about and for you so you can become the greatest you possible. You're listening to The Joy of Living on voiceamerica.com and through this magical, mystical, amazing platform called Internet Radio, People all over the world can hear us, listen in, and find out the best vehicles for becoming the best possible you. So as you know, on this particular show, we have tens of thousands of people who join us anew every week, but for the core people of the 200 plus thousand are with us every week for the past number of years, what we do in this show is we work with positive, powerful, purposeful people, and we also work with Ideas, thoughts. What we do is we take, for instance, right now, we're working on something in my latest book called "Reframing the Art of Living." We'll take an acronym, which is the first letter of every word, or we'll take the initials of each letter of a word and bring out the most positive aspects of that word and make sure that you understand it, so that when you begin to think about it and use it, it's affecting your very s, es- allowing you to be the most powerful, positive person that you can be. Now, I do also want to warn you in advance that your humble host does use four-letter F-U word. I have a lot of fun doing that, but just wanted to make you aware up front. Now, um, well, we have something really amazing. I just noticed on the board right now. This is going to tickle your innards when you hear what's going to happen, what I'm about to do. So what we like to do is we shout, have a big shout out to people from different parts of the world. And it happens to be that today, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the inside joke. Today, we have people from... Two different cities in different parts of the world that has the exact same name of the city or town, more town than a city. Uh, Two different places, one in Australia and one in the United States of America. And it's really funny because it's going to apply to our guest. So the names of this one of this city, same name, two different places, two different histories, and all kinds of things about them. Drum roll, please, fanfare. Da 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 da. The name of the city is called Amherst. Amherst. Now, it's called Amherst, but it's spelled A-M-H-E-R-S-T. The H is the only silent letter in Amherst. So for the non-Condescenti, it's Amherst. But for the people who are townies, it's Amherst. So Amherst, Massachusetts, and Amherst, Australia, I mean, this is really funny. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Why? Because am I actually uh, went to school, university right in uh, right next to Amherst, Massachusetts. So I'm tickled and welcoming people. Uh, the town of Amherst today has plus minus thirty-seven thousand people. Not very large, but then again, nice size. But the surrounding areas has some of the most densely populated college. Uh, population of any place in the United States of America, maybe even the world. Amherst itself is um, set amongst the rolling hills of uh, western Massachusetts, right near a city called Springfield. It was founded, I believe, somewhere around the year 1703, 1710, something around there. So in terms of America, it's a very old city, more than 300 years old. And as I said, population roads will be small but the universities that were are within a short distance from Amherst and a matter of fact Amherst College itself is in Amherst but you have a this what's called the five colleges very famous some of them the most famous in the world Amherst is one of the top ranked schools in the world Hampshire College which is actually founded or not founded, but it was run by one of my high school uh, professors. And that's a nice one story by itself sometime I'll tell you. Hampshire College, wonderfully interesting radical place. A, a great woman's school. It used to be just exclusively women. Maybe now it's co-ed. Mount Holyoke. And another great woman's school, which again may be co-ed today. It's called Smith College. And then the giant, the ever sprawling University of Massachusetts which I went to. And um, <laughs> you'll hear in a little bit something about our guest also. University of Massachusetts, which today I think boasts somewhere close to the population of Amherst. I think plus minus 30,000 people, maybe even 37,000. And many different kinds of schools, everything from medical school to agricultural and undergraduate, graduates, et cetera, et cetera. So we have at the moment, we have, this is really a stunning. We have 1113 people listening to us right now from Amherst, Massachusetts. So a big wave and a shout out. <laughs> it's really, it's quite amazing. And here we have on the other end of the world, Amherst, Australia. Amherst, Australia. Oh, I'm doing, I think I read about this one time. It was one of those gold rush towns back in the late 1800s. 18, I'm sorry, yeah, middle 1800s, 1849, 18 et cetera, et cetera. And it was around the time that gold had been discovered in California, which was 1848. Uh, So that gold rush changed not only. United States because California became populated almost overnight literally within 12 months of gold being found in California the population of the state of California which was sparse in those days rose by a factor of 9 ninefold yes it went up from i think uh, 30 or 40,000 to 350 or th- almost 400,000 within literally 3-4 years And then gold was discovered in abundance, and then people stayed uh, because the weather is quite clement and and all kinds of wonderful things, and grew and grew from there. And California, of course, is a massive place today. But Amherst, Australia was a gold rush town. It flourished for about nine, 10, 12 years. It did have some gold in it. And then uh, over those 10 15 years the gold ran out people ran away because it was not so Clement and I think the population of Amherst Australia is under 200 people today <laughs> but guess what we have three people listening to us from Amherst Australia it's too much fun so welcome everybody from Amherst Amherst wherever you are from the the, the depths of great learning and growing because learning and growing go together as our wonderful guest Good friend will tell us about, and Amherst, Australia, which is um, sparsely populated and it should be because there's really nothing there other than gold fever, which is over. So now I'll go back to the idea of growing and being positive and such. Uh, I want to share with you one of the great acronyms, and that is WWW. Now, most everybody listening to us, again, hundreds of thousands of people, if I ask you what does WWW stand for, you ask your friends or family, they'll say, well, it has something to do with the internet, of course, right? World Wide Web. But yes, but now erase that. We're going to replace it with positive, powerful, purposeful idea. WWW is what a wonderful world with, of course, a hat. Tip to the great Satchmo, Louis Armstrong, for bringing that to the world. What a wonderful world. And what, of course, is a word. What a wonderful world. And we have a lot of fun with these things. Oh, by the way, there's the F-U word. F-U-N-N. Fun. Because if you're not having fun, how can you have the joy of living? F-U-N-N, everybody. Well, you'll say, wait a minute, Mr. Shore. Fun is spelled only F-U-N. Not the way I spell it. F-U, Capital N, Capital N, F U. Yeah, tell that to your family and friends and see the kind of stares you get. And then, of course, put a big smile on your face because you know what it means. It means fun. But SMILE also, by the way, is one of the greatest acronyms you could ever learn and internalize. SMILE stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Wow! (laughs) If that's not something to put a smile on your face. Now, when we said wow, by the way, it's also a fantastic, positive, purposeful acronym. Wow stands for words of wisdom. And you're going to be hearing a lot of words of wisdom and ideas from our dear friend and guest, Adam Markell. This is one of the great people of the world who's going to bring to us insights that will have your jaw dropping and you're going to say wow words of wisdom because he helps create the visions that are all about you the best you possible y-o-u-e-w-e you and create is a is a wonderful word to learn insight what does create means cause rethinking enabling all to excel because when you create ideas and images that are positive and powerful, that's what you're doing. And the most positive and powerful thing you can do is to be aware of surroundings. Everyone you meet, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Everyone. Therefore, I urge you, be kind always. And kind is a great word. Keep inspiring noble deeds. Because when you do that, when you keep inspiring noble deeds, you are changing the very essence and tenor of the world. You are doing what we call the ripple effect, which spreads into waves. And that energy literally goes around the world and Watches beings. So when you're smiling, when you smile, which means, of course, what? Seeing miracles in life every day. You are creating, enable everybody to excel. Then it becomes www. What a wonderful world. And then F you, everybody. You can have fun. And when you're having fun, you have the joy of living And by the way, I urge everybody here, go to the site barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E, barryshore.com. You'll be able to find this segment, and you can listen to it again and again and share it with at least five people. Give me five, share with five people, and therefore we get over a million people listening all the time and downloading it, and now we go mad. What is that? Go make a difference. Go mad, everybody. Make a difference. F you. Have a lot of fun. And when we come back from this short break, you are about to meet one of the most dynamic, powerful, positive people on the planet, Adam Markell. We'll see you back here in two. Don't go away. See you in just a bit. Bye now.
0: Streaming live the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Would you like to donate to your favorite cause without costing you a penny? Of course you would. Delighted.com is the one place where you can learn how to shop your favorite brands and give money to your favorite cause at the same time. Please go to Delighted.com. That's D-L-Y-T-E-D.com. Your favorite brands and causes have paired up with Delighted.com. Get electronic gift cards in seconds. Have a night out, travel, or just make your everyday purchases. And remember, you are given to your favorite cause without spending a thing. It's easy and good. D-L-Y-T-E-D dot com. Enjoy. There's nothing better than spreading joy, happiness, peace, and love. And now you can do so by giving Keep Smiling Cards. The daily smile mission is to promote joy, happiness, peace, and love to all. Help the world to reach the goal of 10 million Keep Smiling cards in circulation by 2020. The best part is that the Keep Smiling cards cost you nothing. All you pay is the postage cost. Go to TheDailySmile.com and order your card. Join the Keep Smiling movement right now. Visit TheDailySmile.com.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice
0: America.
1: Good morning, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And talk about good, we have one of the most goodest people that I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. I actually flew across the United States to meet and shake hands and be with Adam Markell. Adam is an international speaker, best-selling author, executive business mentor who works with organizations, individuals. He is one of the most high-performance strategists you will ever have the pleasure of hearing, and I hope, God willing, you'll see, and you will be able to see on his TEDx uh, talk. And let us welcome, please, big round of applause for Adam Markell. Adam, hello.
2: (laughs) Wow, Barry, thank you so much for having me on the show. What a blessing. I really
1: appreciate it.
2: Well, you and certainly I can't are. wait to talk about Amherst.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. So everybody should know that uh, I knew this, but it was amazing when I saw on the board, Adam and his wonderful wife, Randy, went to the University of Massachusetts, which is the part of Amherst, as I just mentioned, as did I. We went in different decades, but we all went to University of <laughs> in Amherst. So talk about uh, serendipity in, in the world, which of course is what Adam is all about. So let's just use that as a a little segue into the idea of serendipity and if you would be so kind, talk about your remarkable book, and I am remarking on it, called Pivot, because I think it's going to lead us on, on a path of real interesting information for everybody. Tell us what is pivot, what is pivability, and what does it mean to the human condition? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not sure we have all the time you that, Barry, Bell. I'll say this
2: much, pivot. <laughs> Pivot and is really about about change, and we, we can all recognize just how much change is a part of our lives every day. I don't know that I was thinking so much about change when I was in my 20s or, or in my late teens when I attended the University of Massachusetts at Amherst and met my my beloved Randy there. We, we were college sweethearts, and actually this uh, this coming July 29th, we'll be married 30 years, which is pretty amazing, actually, in this this day and age, um, and we've had a, a just an incredible long relationship, loving and, and kind, I used the word kind earlier, and and I would say marriage is not easy, relationships are not easy, I don't think anything that's worthwhile is particularly easy, and certainly not all the time, um, but we've been kind throughout our marriage and throughout our relationship going back to 1985, I can't believe I'm actually going to say that out loud, but it's true uh, when we, we walked the streets of Amherst and got our, our first ice cream cone that we shared together and stuff like that, very romantic and had four children and, uh, you know, started, started out in life the way most of us do, which is to just <laughs> play, play the best cards we can at the time based on what we know. Uh, and at the time, I didn't know very much. I don't. I don't know that Randy knew a whole lot more of those. She she knew she wanted to be a teacher. She wanted to be an educator. Um, I didn't know exactly that that's what I wanted to do. I, I took a sort of a, a two year uh, job, temporary job as a New York City school teacher, and then ultimately left that job, which for reasons we could get into some other time. But I made a change. I made a change of career, and a fairly drastic one because I went back to school, became a lawyer. Uh, today I say that, in, in kind of a, a, a wink and a nod to my my late uh, mother in law, who always just loved the fact that I became a lawyer. That was like something she was very proud of. Uh, I didn't I didn't know it at the at the time, but I chose that job primarily out of fear. Um, I chose it because it seemed like. It was a good way to support my family. <laughs> you know, it seemed like go back to school, get a you know get a professional education, get a degree, and all that, and and then hang a shingle and start, you know, start doing something that could earn you a lot of money. And I and I didn't put a lot more, more thought into the decision at that time. Like a lot of us, I think, when we're very young, we just sort of take a job that pays the bills or is the the next thing we could do to just kind of keep the momentum in our lives going. Um, and what ended up happening was I, I spent 18 years in the practice of law. I am today a uh, I sort of tongue-in-cheek say this to people, but I'm a fully recovered attorney. <laughs> for, for a number of years, I was recovering. Um, but I think I'm pretty well fully recovered now from 18 years as a litigation attorney in, in New York and in New Jersey. Um, and I say that not to bash the legal profession, because my brother and sister are are still lawyers and I know a lot of great lawyers, um, but I also knew a lot of very miserable people in the profession and I was one of them. I used to wake up in the morning and put my feet on the floor and the first feelings of the day, even the thoughts in my head, which I know, Barry, you know how powerful those thoughts are, they create everything and my first thoughts were thoughts of dread. The feelings in my body were feelings of angst and anxiety. And because I, I knew that it was not my calling to, to do that kind of work. And, and I, I went on just doing my job, you know, literally t- taking care of responsibilities to family and to, you know, take care of my clients. And I did that for so many years. And I remember coming home late from work one night. As, as was typical, I was a workaholic. 70, 80 hours a week was on, you know, sort of average for me. And I walked into our house in New Jersey late one night. It was waning outside, and I walked in dripping and looked at my wife, and I could see her beautiful eyes from across the room, and I could see the look in her face was clear that I, yet again, I had missed the kids going to sleep. I had missed dinner, like, so many so many times before, but I even missed seeing them before they went to sleep, so I didn't even have the opportunity to read them a bedtime story. And after so many years of having just been doing this work and feeling this dread day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, I, I just... I couldn't take it. I walked straight up to her, and I looked her in the eye, and I said, if I keep doing what I'm doing, you're going to be a widow. And I guess, you know, today's language, that's kind of a mic drop moment. And, and in that moment, I'll say this about, about my beloved and our relationship. She didn't look at me and say, are you crazy? What are you, what are you thinking about? I mean, we have houses. We got cars. We got kids. We got dogs. We got gerbils, goldfish. And so, I mean, you're responsible for a lot of stuff. And the reason she didn't say that, I mean, she took a deep breath and, and she looked at me and, and she said to me, she said these words, she said, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and I knew she didn't say it. To me because she knew I knew she knew I, I I could already feel the weight of that responsibility, and so instead of my having to sort of jump ship as as there are books written about jumping ship and quitting your job and moving to Fiji, you know even though of course those are nice things you know who would want to live in Fiji for some time, but I didn't have to have a mid life crisis and I, I didn't have to fall apart in my forties is what what is you know, sort of a cliche these days and has been for some time, I, I, I was able instead, we were able instead to plan a midlife calling. And that's what the book Pivot was about. So once I determined that even though I didn't know what I wanted to do, that I, I wasn't prepared to continue to, to maintain the status quo, which would only lead to this more, more mediocrity in my life. And ultimately, what I saw in the lawyers, the older lawyers that were around me, was this just the death of the heart, the death of the soul. And I wasn't prepared at that moment to pay that price any longer. And so I started to make these small changes, which we can talk about today. You know, the law of small changes, the law of small differences is sometimes called the butterfly effect is very very powerful and it's, it's really the foundation for the work in pivot and i wrote that book about reinvention so the subtitle is the art and science of reinventing your career in life and i wrote the book it became a very big bestseller and it enabled me to travel around the world and lead a company actually lead a peak performance training company uh train thousands and thousands of people in reinvention the art and science of of Taking that next step in your career and actually, instead of being fearful of change, which is where I started out, and and still deal with that, of course, but the the utilization, the management and the utilization of change so that it can really create alchemy in your life. And that's really what the book is about. It's a process. It's less about sort of just pump me up or motivation. I'm not... Um, I I appreciate great motivation, but I I was looking for something structurally sound, a foundation, with which that I could deal with changes going forward, and that's what the book is about. My story and and about 18 other people's stories of change and and reinvention on the career level, and and as well as in relationships and health and those kind of things.
1: That was so empowering and wonderful. I just want to make a quick note of a few things. Notice that Adam mentioned midlife calling. I say it in two ways. Number one, because he understood it, because he's been able to look back on it and able to understand it and put it in perspective. He used the positive midlife calling. He had been living in dread and he understood that dread has the letters D-E-A-D. Dread is the same as being dead. He needed to get back into life, mid-life calling. And as he said, he was miserable going to work. And I'm saying this with love to Adam, because he now lives in love. It wasn't that the situation was miserable. He was a miserable being. You hear this? But he understood that change, small changes, brought him out from misery into the light of love, He is one of the greatest advocates in this world of love, and as we all know, and the French phrase, since we're talking about the French and Notre Dame and such, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yes, but he understood that when you make small incremental changes, pretty soon you emerge from the cocoon as this beautiful butterfly. And he is completely bald, but he is a beautiful butterfly. we got about a minute before we go take a break. Just let's touch on one quick word, and that is very similar to what you've been talking about, resilience. Give us 38 seconds or 48 seconds on resilience, if you'd be so kind.
2: Oh, my goodness. When we come back, I'll give you more, but resilience is the key. The key to so many things in in creating the life that you want and, and and the life, creating a life that you want is very much an art as as you know, the art of successful living barry you are you are a great model of that. You can hear it in your voice. I'm not saying you don't have challenges. i I'm not saying I don't have challenges. We all do. And yet you are resilient. your spirit is resilient, your soul is resilient. your energy is resilient, and that's one thing that you are modeling for so many other people who are dealing with. With a lot of hardship and a lot of challenge, and not everybody has developed the resilience muscles. It's not something you're born with. It's something you develop over time, and it can be taught.
1: Wow. On that great note, everybody listen carefully again. I'm going to reiterate. It's a muscle. By definition, we can develop it. And that is a high note to go out from this particular segment. We'll see you back here in a couple of minutes. Don't go away because remember, this is all about you becoming the best you possible. See you in just a bit. Bye now.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com There's nothing better than spreading joy happiness, peace, and love. And now you can do so by giving Keep Smiling Cards. The Daily Smile mission is to promote joy, happiness, peace, and love to all. Help the world to reach the goal of 10 million Keep Smiling Cards in circulation by 2020. The best part is that the Keep Smiling Cards cost you nothing. All you pay is the postage cost. Go to thedailysmile.com and order your card. Join the Keep Smiling movement right now. Visit thedailysmile.com. Would you like to donate to your favorite cause without costing you a penny? Of course you would. Delighted.com is the one place where you can learn how to shop your favorite brands and give money to your favorite cause at the same time. Please go to Delighted.com. That's D-L-Y-T-E-D.com. Your favorite brands and causes have paired up with Delighted.com. Get electronic gift cards in seconds. Have a night out, travel, or just make your everyday purchases. And remember, you are given to your favorite cause without spending a thing. It's easy and good. D-L-Y-T-E-D dot com. Enjoy.
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
0: Let us surprise you.
2: Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business,
0: and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Joy of Living with Barry Shore. To participate in today's program, we invite you to call in to one 866 472 That's one 866 472 You may also send an email to Barry at BarryShore.com. Now, back to The Joy of
1: Living. Good morning, beautiful bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And we have found golden good with our dear friend Adam Markell just talking to us about resilience and, um, and that it's a muscle. You're not built one with it. It's a muscle, and therefore you can develop it. And he's going to give us the key to developing it, which is going to be about leadership. Lead us into that path of greatness, wonderful Adam.
2: <laughs> well, just, just I, I can't help but do this. So there are 1,100 people from Amherst, Massachusetts, listening, three people from Amherst, Australia. I want to just quickly say Wow, shouting out to all of you. How cool is that? I'm a graduate of the university class of 87, my wife's class is 88. It is one of the most beautiful towns, one of the most bucolic and classic college towns you could ever imagine. So if you've never visited Amherst, this is a promo for for the the town of Amherst in the state of Massachusetts, go go and pay a visit there. I would say, to tie back to what you're saying, I, I learned something about resilience when I was at the university. Uh, Because it was, uh, you know, being a university student is not easy. And I was a swimmer. So I swam on the on the uh, the swimming team and and played water polo for a couple of years there as well. And to be juggling athletics as well as academics, um, as well as just being a, a kid trying to grow up and become an adult, and, and find myself, and I had a job, I was working, and, and all that kind of thing, there's a lot of stuff happening, and, and what I realized then was that I had I had a capacity to take on, on things, but I also felt exhausted, and I'll never forget when I, I graduated from the university, I went to western Massachusetts, even further west, to a little town called Great Barrington, where my grandmother had a house, and um, I slept for... I, must have been a week, and, and the only thing I mean I slept, woke up, she fed me, I went back to sleep, <laughs> I woke up, she fed me, I went back to sleep for for an entire week and and that was to to recharge and to regain my strength and to recover and I think there's a myth about resilience that is perpetuated in leadership in, in, in companies, um, and it 's perpetuated these days by some of the social influencers whose names i, I won 't mention but there's this myth that resilience is all about endurance. When I think of endurance, I quickly have a, a, a sort of a, a view or, or a visual of Rocky Balboa. You guys know that old movie, right? So Sly Stallone, he, he created this whole Rocky franchise, which now I think has eight, eight films or something. But the one I think of when I think of Rocky is the first one, 1976, and, uh, you know, The Rock, as he was called, uh, we, we saw him get up time and time again, you know, Apollo Creed knocks him down, he gets up, he gets knocked down, he gets up, and and he wins our hearts in the process, but he loses the fight, and uh, and in Rocky language, he don't look too good either, you know, at the end, his face is all bashed <laughs> up, and, and he's screaming, Adrian, Adrian, right, but he lost the fight, and he's banged up, and, and in many ways, that's what endurance, the endurance model is, so there are so many people who are are perpetuating that. They, they work tirelessly. They have almost no end to the week. There is no weekend anymore because of email and the fact that people can be doing business, whether they're working for someone else or they're an entrepreneur working for themselves. It's like there's no boundaries anymore. We're working every day, um, and there's no boundaries. The phone comes into bed with us at night. The people are on social media. They're reading things. They're checking email. They're responding to texts at all hours of the day. There's something called continual cognitive arousal, continuous cognitive arousal. What does it mean? It means that people are on average picking up and looking at their phone 150 times a day. Can you imagine that? 150 times a day for an average of two and a half minutes per, per engagement. It's two and a half hours of time each day that's just spent. And that's, the average. There are obviously people who are spending a lot more time with their phones than they're spending with their kids or with the people that they love or writing the book that they've wanted to write or any number of other things. And so we're we're in this cognitive arousal. We're playing for the, you know, in many ways, this this card that we think that if we are just able to endure long enough, we're able to work more hours. You know, Elon Musk talks about working 110 hours a week. And, and Gary Vee and other people are talking about working till 1, 2 in the morning and, and things like that when you're trying to build something. And I don't disagree. That To build a business, I've run several businesses. I've been the C- a CEO for the better part of the last 10 years. You know, I understand that it takes a lot of work. I am a fairly relentless and tenacious person when it comes to business myself. But the missing link that people need to hear, and this is really why I'm inspired to share this, is that we have to do something other than play the endurance card. In fact, the research, Harvard Business Review articles and lots and lots of research, shows that resilience is not about endurance. It's about recovery. It's about how we recover, not how we endure, which means that we have to learn and create rituals for taking better care of ourselves. Whether it's to recognize that we are exhausted primarily on a mental level. You know, it used to be 100 years ago we were exhausted physically from working in the fields or, or working in factories or doing other things. And physical exhaustion is a lot easier to recover from than mental exhaustion, and we've got a lot of people out there who are mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausted, even spiritually exhausted in many ways, and we've got to commit ourselves to learning the process for recovery, so we've got four steps to that, and if there's time now, I can share it, or we can, you know, share it a little bit later if you like, and I certainly want to share before we're done the one ritual, the waking ritual that I actually did a TEDx talk about just recently, um, because to me, the way you begin the day, Barry, as you know so well, how you, how you cultivate the soil of your mind, how you, you not only treat that soil, but, but what you place in that soil, the seeds that you place in that soil will produce the fruits in your life. One way or the other. So at the end, I certainly want to get back to that and share that waking ritual. But if we've got time now, I can share these four steps to the resilience form. Let's hear them, life.
1: and then we'll we'll finish We'll do the waking ritual just on the other side of the next break. Yes, please. Four steps, please. Beautiful. So the first step is that we've got to be able to reframe, and, and this is going to make you smile, Barry,
2: because you, you brought this up earlier as part of the title of a book that you're writing. We have to be able to reframe situations in our life. We've got to look at them realistically, so let's get this straight. This is not about wearing rose-colored glasses or, or looking at things you know, as Pollyanna. But with that realism, we still have to frame things in a positive way. We have to look at things as always working to our, to our greatest good. I mean, if you can look at any situation that you're under, it could be that you just lost your job. It could be that your business has gone bankrupt or is, or is sliding in the wrong direction or someone died or left you or, or whatever this or where you've gotten some diagnosis. We all have these challenges, as you said at the beginning, Barry. So to look at your situation, no matter what it is, and frame it, reframe it in a way that says, this is working for me. In my highest good, even if I can't see it, everything is happening for a reason, and that reason is there to serve me. You know, everything happens for a reason is an incomplete statement. We need to know that that reason is there to serve us. So that's the reframe. The second thing is we've got to do something my grandmother taught me when, when I was very little, and that is to mine for wisdom and things, to look at things and know that little things can have a big impact. She, used, she had these little cakes that she would make. They were about a half dollar in size, and as soon as you bit into it, there was this massive flavor that would explode in your mouth. And I asked my grandmother how she could do that. And she said to me, Adam, little things, little things in life often have a big impact. And so mining for the wisdom, finding the meaning in things is so important. You know, There's a a famous book written by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. And while he was a a, a concentration camp prisoner and later a survivor from World War II and and he was in Auschwitz, he came out and he created meaning therapy. And part of how he was able to survive that ordeal, that, that ordeal that so many other people didn't survive was because he was thinking at the time how he would someday be helping other people through their ordeals, that he would help other people find meaning. He was mining for the meaning. So the second piece is we've got to find the meaning in our situation, whatever it is. The third piece is we've got to create a vision for the future. We, without a vision, we perish. We have to have a vision for what, for what the future is going to look like for us. And and that's a vision. That's that's something that compels us forward. It it pulls us into the future because we've got that strong vision. And the last thing is we've got to have rituals. Create new rituals for self-care. Self-care is not something we are taught by most of our parents. It's not something we're taught in school. In fact, most people think of it as being and self-indulgent and, and selfish, really. And, and even millennials are misunderstood in this regard. We've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to commit to our own self-care and our own self-love because it's self-care that leads to self-love and self-love leads to self-trust. And when we trust ourselves... Other people will trust us, which enables us to become leaders in the world. And that's what we need more than anything today.
1: Now, if everybody on this call is not standing up and applauding and saying, wow, remember what wow is, words of wisdom and smile, seeing miracles in life every day, we just had a miraculous experience which is to be able to understand that we're going to reframe mind for wisdom, create and nurture the vision and rituals for self-care. Because unless yourself, unless you, Y-O-U, E-W-E, is rooted and based in love, you will not be able to engender in yourself and others trust. And everything in the world revolves around trust. Adam. This is so fabulous. One of the things I like the most about what you said, by the way, is your grandma. Because we are, at this particular point, in my humble opinion, oftentimes missing out on the links to previous generations and the wisdom. We live in a world called, I call milk. More information, less knowledge. And when you have a lot of milk, You sometimes don't even begin to understand that there's something called wisdom. So everybody, I'm going to urge you again, go to BarryShore.com. Make sure you download this particular uh, uh, interview with Adam and share because it's so important and vital. Adam, can you stay with us for a couple of minutes after the break? I can. Yes, thank you. Okay, everybody, we will be back in just two minutes. Don't go away. Get ready because there's more to come from this amazing Adam Markell. See you then. Bye.
0: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. The The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Would you like to donate to your favorite cause without costing you a penny? Of course you would. Delighted.com is the one place where you can learn how to shop your favorite brands and give money to your favorite cause at the same time. Please go to Delighted.com. That's D-L-Y-T-E-D.com. Your favorite brands and causes have paired up with Delighted.com. Get electronic gift cards in seconds. Have a night out, travel, or just make your everyday purchases. And remember, you are given to your favorite cause without spending a thing. It's easy and good. D-L-Y-T-E-D dot com. Enjoy. There's nothing better than spreading joy, happiness, peace, and love. And now you can do so by giving Keep Smiling cards. The daily smile mission is to promote joy, happiness, peace, and love to all. Help the world to reach the goal of 10 million Keep Smiling cards in circulation by 2020. The best part is that the Keep Smiling cards cost you nothing. All you pay is the postage cost. Go to TheDailySmile.com and order your card. Join the Keep Smiling movement right now. Visit TheDailySmile.com.
1: Good morning, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And the goodest, as I said before, is our dear friend Adam Markel, M-A-R-K-E-L, author of one of the greatest books that you'll ever pick up, and I urge you to do so, Pivot, Pivot. Pivot, and he is also the. Uh, you can go to his website, which of course is adammarkel.com. Notice I didn't use www in the beginning of that. You don't need it. To Adam Markel, because we all know that www stands for. What a wonderful world. And Adam just shared with us the four steps in understanding what it is to build that wonderful world. And now he's going to share with us, please, the greatest ritual that you can do for yourself, the waking ritual. And for those of you who are Irish, the wake here is not when you're dead. It's about being alive. So please, wonderful Adam, welcome back and tell us about the waking ritual. (laughs)
2: I love you, Barry. You are awesome. I know your people love you as well. So I'm going to start with this one, which is to ask a question. So Barry, did you wake up today?
1: I did, and I'm thankful for it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And I often, when I'm speaking, I do a lot of corporate trainings and public speaking around the world. I'll often ask an audience, and I'll say, Did you wake up today? And, you know, you get that sort of look where people raise their hand and go, yeah, I woke up and other people are looking at you funny. And I say, well, how many of you are in the process of waking up at this point? And that's when you get the rest of the hands, because, of course, not everybody feels fully awake and alive. Um... And, and there's a metaphor there that's very powerful, which is that we are all in the process of waking ourselves up, waking up our consciousness, waking up our awareness. And that's a big part of the reason why people are in droves listening to your show, Barry, which is incredible. So my, my prayer is that, and my hope, and my, I'll say this, my intention is that we will all get to wake up again tomorrow. Barry, do you want to wake up again tomorrow? Absolutely. Thank you, dear sir. Yes. Yes, and, and and me too. And, and what happens for me when I wake up in the morning is I have a different awareness than those days when I used to wake up and feel that dread, that you said, the death, the death of me on the inside. I don't feel that way anymore. I haven't for more than 10 years because I have this one ritual when I wake up, and that is to recognize in my waking moment, at the moment when I'm taking my first aware and awake breath of the day, when I could otherwise be picking up my phone or thinking about getting a cup of coffee or the, the responsibilities or that I'm running late or I've got to take care of these things or I'm worried about money or any of the stuff that could easily filter into my first thoughts of the day. And instead, I take that breath slowly and I realize as I'm taking that slow, deep breath that there are people all over the planet who are taking their very last breath in that moment. And I realize when I do that, that that is a sacred moment. That is a holy moment. That that's a special moment. That I'm being given a gift in that moment. And, and, and usually when I think of a gift, I think of it as something that I've got to use. I've got to unfold. I've got an assignment to do. I've got some reason why I'm being given the gift. And I feel grateful for the gift. And so my, my request and my hope is that everybody will recognize that for yourself tomorrow. It's a very simple thing. When you wake up, to realize you're waking up, that it's special, that there's something to be grateful for, even if your life has challenges in that moment. And you can take 10 seconds, just literally 10 seconds, Barry, in your bed while you're lying there or when you put your feet on the floor to feel that appreciation for yourself, that gratitude, that self-love even for you, that self-care that leads to resilience. And as you feel those feelings, if you say these words out loud, I love my life. I love my life. Barry, what are the words? I love my life. <laughs> and then there's a comma, no matter what. And now is right. the topic, these 10 seconds, this 10-second ritual was what I just recently uh, had the blessing of being a TEDx speaker. And, and that TEDx talk was published in February. And for folks that want to watch the entire talk, that takes takes you through quite a roller coaster of, of things that created resilience in my life and led me to the construction of that very simple TEDx, or excuse me, that simple 10-second morning waking ritual. Then you can go to either Adamarkel.com, as you said earlier, and you can find the talk there, or you can go on to YouTube and simply type in Adamarkell.com. TEDx talk and it'll come up as well. But that ritual, that waking ritual has been something I've done for more than 10 years consistently. There are millions of people around the globe that I've been able to share it with and and, have started to do it. And what you do with a practice like this, a a new ritual, a new habit, you just do it for 21 days to see if it sticks. And if it doesn't stick, if it doesn't feel like it's something that's adding quality to life, to your life, which is the most important determiner of whether it's valuable or not. If you try it on for size and if it's adding value after 21 days, then you know what? You keep doing it. And my feeling is that when you get to that 21-day mark, what you're going to find is that you you are more focused on caring for yourself. You might feel more self-love, unconditional self-love, and you will begin to trust yourself more, which will mean other people will trust you as well. And that makes you a great leader in the world. And as we said, we need and want more of those people today more than ever. So thank you so, so much, Barry. so appreciated being, being on your show.
1: Thank you for being the leader that you are. I'm going to get in front of 253,000 plus people. I'm going to give you a big hug. Are you ready, sir? Yes. One, two, three. Arr-rah! make it a great one wonderful Adam and we'll we're going to ask you to come back again hopefully you'll do that soon okay
2: thank you very much
1: best wishes we love you okay everybody you just had an experience we talk about wow words of wisdom www what a wonderful world to be able to invest a few seconds of your time getting up in the morning and breathing and recognizing you're alive. Remember, the name of the show is The Joy of Living. And you tuned in because you understand it's all about you. Y-O-U-E-W-E, being the best possible you. Because you're kind. You keep inspiring noble deeds. And F-U, everybody. F-U. Go around telling people. F-U. And N, don't forget to add that, Fun. You have fun? You're going to make this all happen because growing, learning, being resilient, being a leader, seeing miracles in life every day, got to be rooted in something. The joy of living is rooted in one word giving, 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 giving of yourself. You are so special. You are so unique. Not only is your fingerprint unique in the world, everybody has a tongue print that is unique in the world. Never in the history of the world. Billions and billions and billions of people have existed. But there's never been another you. We need you to be the best you possible. So go to BarryShore.com. Listen again. Share this with at least five people, family, friends, and especially with somebody who we think is not your friend or you think you don't like or you think they don't like you. Share because you do that, you're building a bridge. You build a bridge of love and you just created harmony in the world. I say thank you. Thank you means thank to harmonize and network kindness. Go forth. Live the blessing. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. And we'll see you back here soon. Make it a great one. BarryShore.com. Download, share, and be you. Bye now.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to The Joy of Living.